Welcome one and welcome all to the PFN Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Tate. You can find me over at X of Derek Tate NFL. That is the one and only Kyle Sapi. You can find him at Kyle Sapi PFN on X, formerly known as Twitter. Sapi, we've got one game remaining before the 2023 NFL season has officially come to an end. And it's a big one. It's the Super Bowl. How are we? Do you got any Super Bowl plans, by the way? I mean, I'm watching the game. We got, I mean, we're putting out content. I'm going to have more bets than I know what to do with. So I'm going to have like a sheet of paper. I got an Excel document up trying to figure this stuff out. I'm excited. I don't normally do showdown because there's so much that can happen in these one game situations, but we're not going to have DFS fantasy or any fantasy football of the NFL variety for another, you know, seven, eight months here. So I'm not holding back. Let's fire up some showdown content here. Let's get it going. Yeah, maybe we can get into some of our like off the wall prop bets that we like to do for Super Bowl or maybe some favorite Super Bowl appetizers, stuff like that. But we'll sure. save that maybe to the very end. Uh, but we got showdown, Soppy. Showdown format, we're going to be using DraftKings. If you are unfamiliar with the showdown format, you got to pick a captain, right? And that gives you a, I think, a point and a half boost to generally whatever a player scores. So their salary jumps a little bit because they are the captain of your team. For those of you who have never played that type of format. So we got to run down some of the options based on who we want to be our captain. So for the prices for that, Christian McCaffrey, of course, top price player at 18,000. Patrick Mahomes, 15,900. Travis Kelsey, 15,3. Brock Purdy, 15,000. And Debo Samuel, 13,8 is some of the kind of popular options. There's, of course, Isaiah Pacheco at 12 grand and then Rasheed Rice at 11,4. So, Sapi, of all of those, who is the guy that stands out to you as the guy you want to captain your DFS squad for Super Bowl? Yeah, just to clear that up, it's you have to pay 50% more than you would if you put them in your flex and you get 50% of production, 50% more. So basically, who is going to break the game? Not necessarily who's going to win MVP because that doesn't always go to the person with the best numbers, but who's going to be worth an extra 50%. That's a big number for Christian McCaffrey, 18K. That's a big, big number. I get that you're used to playing him at 9, 10,000, so 18 doesn't sound that crazy here, but I, I can't get there. I can't do it because then it's so prohibitive. I'm going to go down. You get to pay a third of his or two thirds of his price. You get a third discount here to go with Isaiah Pacheco. I think mm. if the Chiefs are going to move the ball here, it's got to be against San Fran. They're 30th in rush EPA this season. The two teams below him, terrible. They won six total games all season. So if you're going to get to San Fran, that's how you're going to do it. They want to keep San Fran off the field. So Pacheco's a way of doing that. He's had at least 15 carries. You see that every single week from him. He scored eight times in his last seven games. And his yards per carry go up or his yards per carry after contact go up late in the season every year. We saw it last year, up 21% after week 14. This year, up 23% after week 12. This man gets harder to tackle as the weather cools. That's going to be the case here. That's how you attack the 49ers. Pacheco in for a big day. I think you see maybe 100 total yards in a touchdown. That should be enough to get it done. Pacheco is certainly at that price point stands out to me uh i'm gonna actually go with another kansas city chief that kind of stands out to me and that's rasheed rice uh, of course with travis kelsey's production and huge game in the afc championship game it under it's kind of understandable why he's the third highest priced player for this slate right um but rasheed rice i, I don't want to like overlook what this young man has done towards the back half of the season i think from week 12 on, he was the wide receiver six in PPR formats. And some of that success has translated to productivity in the postseason. I mean, he started it off with eight receptions, 130 yards, and a score against the Miami Dolphins. Hasn't had 
huge weeks since, but he's still been heavily involved. And I think he's the clear second option behind Travis Kelsey, if not the 1B to Travis Kelsey's 1A a little bit more so. So I think both of those Kansas City Chiefs at those price points are places that I wouldn't mind investing in one way or the other. Yeah, it's it's hard to invest at this level in the 49ers because they've got so many options that can do it for you. I'm going to have 49ers in my lineup, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I can't see making them a captain because I'm not overly confident, and maybe that comes with ownership. If you want to put Debo Samuel in there because you're confident it's a Debo week, not an IU week, not a Kittle week, you get a little different from the field, so maybe you're a little chalky if you go with the Chiefs here, but that's I think we're on the right path here. Rasheed Rice is also going to be in my lineup. So if you have not yet done so, and this is your first time coming across our YouTube channel, just want a quick reminder, right? Go ahead and subscribe, hit the like button, click the bell so you get notified every single time we drop a new bit of video content. And we're not stopping just because the 2023 NFL season no. is coming in, coming to an end. We're going to be doing a lot of mock drafts. We actually just did one with uh, Mason Dodd of Flock Fantasy, me, myself, and Kyle Yates. Uh, but we're going to be doing all kinds of dynasty content. We're going to be talking 2024 NFL Draft, 2024 free agency period a lot of things are going to be moving which means players are going to go up and down the fantasy rankings heading into the 2024 offseason so you do not want to miss that soppy we also have to kind of talk about the other flex spots to build around our dfs lineup whoever our captain is whether you want rasheed rice whether you want isaiah pacheco we got to find five other players uh to fit under the salary cap to build out the rest of our dfs lineup for this slate where there's only one game so <laughs> it's it's some interesting strategies can kind of be deployed here if you really want to go with some off-the-wall options that are dirt cheap or if you want to try to balance it out the best you can can you kind of run through your starting lineup uh for the other five flex spots to go along with isaiah pacheco sure i'm gonna skirt kind of the dirt cheap option but i saved some money at captain we mentioned the 6k savings for me going from Pacheco instead of McCaffrey or guys like that. So moving down the board a little bit in that captain spot really does open up. I mean, $6,000. You're talking almost another player I saved by not going to McCaffrey. If you want to go McCaffrey, you're going to have to get cute down the board. I didn't, so I don't. I'm getting both quarterbacks in there. That's a high scoring position in fantasy. I don't think I'm breaking ground by saying that. If you can do that, that's the way I'm going. If you're going to spend up at flex, you're not going to have the or at captain. You're not going to have the ability to do that. I'm capitalizing, so I've got Mahomes completing almost 76% of his passes over the last two weeks. He's got a 10-plus yard run in four straight playoff games. If you're getting versatility from Mahomes, I'm in on it. Mentioned Rasheed Rice. I've got him stacked in there. Brock Purdy, I said I got both quarterbacks. I do. I don't know if running Brock is a thing that's going to be sustained here, but we sure as hell saw it last week. And if that's going to be the case here, he offers some of that same sneaky versatility that Patrick Mahomes has going on here. The Chiefs' second pressure rate. So you can see a lot of those dump down yak kind of passes from Brock Purdy. That's the way to beat the pressure. Not so much the running game, which is why I'm not on Christian McCaffrey in this spot. Those short passes, I think they go to Kittle in this spot. They could go a variety of ways. Obviously, Debo's great and Ayuk's great. I need to save a little bit of money here. And Kittle, we know, has the extreme upside. He's got a 25 or better yard catch in both playoff games this season and in six of his last seven. If he's hitting on one of those big plays and it's a big touchdown, I'm double counting the points by having Purdy to Kittle. That's my 49er stack. But just because I have a 49er stack doesn't mean the Chiefs defense can't get rolling. I'm telling a story here where the Chiefs are going to win behind Pacheco, behind Mahomes, behind Rasheed Rice. And if that's going to be the case, this defense can force Brock Purdy into some mistakes. We saw the Ravens do it. Purdy's good. He's good. I don't think he's great. I don't think he was ever going to be the MVP of the league. 
he can make mistakes if he's heated up. I just mentioned that the Chiefs are the second best pressure team in the league. It only takes one. It only takes one. A pick six or something along those lines. One big play from the Chiefs. Then you're talking you, for their price point because of the implied point total for the 49ers. They're down the board a little bit here. They can give up some points. Preferably to Purdy and Kittle. I don't mind that. But if you get one big play, I, I bet on the Chiefs over two and a half sacks. So you get a few big plays there. A turnover here, there. One bounce of the ball. Could have you printing money. Give me the Chiefs there to round out my lineup. It's been weird to watch the San Francisco 49ers run to the Super Bowl. Because at points, they looked like a juggernaut during the regular season. Yet they were in a dogfight against the Green Bay Packers. And yeah, you can argue that the Packers really could have and should have won that football game. But... The very next game, they're in a 17-point deficit against the Detroit Lions. Credit to them for getting through it and finding a way to win the football game. But I'm not super high on Brock Purdy. I'm okay with going with the double quarterback stack because you're right. I mean, the quarterback position scores higher than the other positions generally. So having both of them in your lineup makes sense. I just can't not have Christian McCaffrey in my lineup in one way or the other. So... where I'm going to go, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm on board with the Chiefs' defense. I do think Brock Purdy on this stage and the way that he's played in the postseason, he hasn't played, like, perfectly clean football. I mean, he's got away with a probably a pick six to Darnell Savage in the NF, in a, NFC Divisional round against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he had the uh, interception early on against the Detroit Lions. But where I'm going to go with it, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey because if the 49ers are going to keep this game close or if they get if they fall behind, you're talking about all those short passes. A lot of those short passes are going to go to Christian McCaffrey. Either way, Mm -hmm. that man's going to be heavily involved. I don't really have to tell you why I want to put him in my lineup. I do have Patrick Mahomes. I want to obviously stack him and Rasheed Rice together. That makes sense. And Patrick Mahomes in a big game. uh, Okay, yeah, I like it. Then for the 49ers roulette, I'm okay with going with Kittle. I'm... I'm actually going to go with Debo Samuel, though. Um, the He's going to be a little bit healthier than I think he was in the NFC Championship game. And a healthy Debo certainly changes his outlook, even against a very, very good Kansas City defense. Uh, so I am going to pay up a little bit for Debo Samuel there. I'm going to go with the Chiefs defense. I do expect Purdy to put the ball in harm's way once or twice and Chris Jones is an absolute monster and along that front and Spags can certainly throw a lot of different looks at you if Brock Purdy ends up in third and long on a couple of occasions could Brock Purdy make one of those mistakes in those situations I could see it happening and then that gives me though I gotta take I throw darts somewhere here right with someone that has low ownership that I imagine has the opportunity to pop a couple big plays and that to me that's Marquez Valdez scantling And I don't say it with my chest. I mean, I I can, (laughs) I don't say it with my chest at all, but you know, whether it is like, you know, Justin Watson or one of the other ancillary, you know, rotational wide receivers of the Kansas city chiefs, obviously if I have my, I have Mahomes in my lineup and I do think he's going to come up with a big game. I'm going to roll the dice on the big play threat with Marquez Valdez Scantling and see, you know, that game clinching reception, deep down the football field. I thought it was something that maybe he takes that that play and in, in that level of confidence and maybe is able to come up with one or two splash, splash plays through the air against a 49ers defense that has kind of struggled in the postseason. So I'm going with a heavy Chiefs stack, but I'm still finding a way to get, I think, the primary playmakers in that 49ers offense, Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in my lineup. 
Yeah, by paying down, obviously that gives you access to McCaffrey. Not not putting McCaffrey in your captain spot, but holding him back for your flex spot does save you some money. So there's a way to do this without putting McCaffrey at the one of one spot where he's costing you 36% of your budget. Like that's a big price to pay even for a guy as good as Christian McCaffrey. I like what you're doing about Marquez Valdez Scantling. You're kind of treating him like a defense, right? Like I, I was saying how it just takes one play for the Chiefs defense. It's no different for MVS. It's just a matter of which do you trust more? I'm going to bank on the defense. You were with me on the Chiefs because they get 30, 35 Purdy dropbacks. MVS might only get three targets. So that's the avenue I'm playing there. But obviously anything MVS sees is directed toward him. Obviously Purdy's trying to throw away from the Chiefs. So it's not one-to-one when it comes to dropbacks. But I think you're on the right path here. To win a GPP, you're going to have to hit big. Whether you want to play the defense and there's a defensive touchdown. Whether there's a 60-yard touchdown to MVS. Whether one of the kickers kicks four field goals and it gets goofy like that. There's a variety of ways. Obviously, they're playing in Vegas, so I'm not too worried about the weather. There's, It's going to be fun. It's going to be creative because I think there's avenues for this game to shoot out. We've seen Super Bowls where it's oh, 20 to 13. And it's like, oh, man, really hope you had two kickers and a defense in there. That's not exciting. This one should be exciting. Should be a a variety of ways to build. I think it's going to be a fun Sunday. Now, one notable omission from both of our lineups are Travis Kelsey Ayuk. and yeah. Brandon Ayuk. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to take too much time because obviously we already gave our lineups and who we think are the best plays. But with Travis Kelsey in particular, who just had a monster performance in the AFC Championship game, and he's looked vintage Kelsey over the last two weeks in particular. Um, is there any is there any hesitation as to leaving a guy that, that has shown up in big games and big moments throughout his the majority of his NFL career out of a spot like this in particular when we have Mahomes in our in both of our lineups? Of course, of course there is. I mean, you mentioned Rasheed Rice potentially being the one to Kelsey's maybe one B right now. Yeah, I mean you can't. That's the thing about these two star teams. You've got what? You've got two receivers, a tight end a quarterback and a running back on the 49ers. You got basically the same on the other end. If I could build a roster out of 15 deep, then I would, but we can't. So you're going to have to pick and choose your spots here. I I elected to go with both quarterbacks. That got me off of a guy like Kelsey. Kelsey's going to be popular, but so is everybody in this game. So build your roster and then take a look at ownership projections and things like that, as opposed to going the other way around. Kelsey's going to be popular. I don't know if he's any more popular than Rasheed Rice. You don't have to roster a tight end, so I'm not. Like That's that's where we are in DFS these days. If I don't have to put too many tight ends in my lineup, I'm not. I don't care if it's if it's Travis Kelsey. I want George Kittle. You know, I want cheaper. I think he's got a similar ceiling, maybe not a similar target projection, but those big plays... Right. He could he could cover the gap, so I'm going Kittle there. Kelsey, sorry to the Swifties. No Kelsey in my life. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, though, in particular, Legarius Sneed is playing football at such a high level right now. He's tough. I just I, I if if I can, and he's he's more your traditional ex wide receiver who's on the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage. Debo's that satellite guy that they just find ways to get the football into his hands and let him create. So that's why I'm going with Debo over Brandon Ayuk. For any Ayuk yeah. truthers out there who are like, how can you not have Ayuk? Well, you know, Legarius Sneed is pretty darn good football player. So uh, that, that's my my logic behind trying to fade Ayuk out of out of these lineups. But they're all pretty. I mean, they're both both teams have plenty of quality in this matchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I would, by the way, I would lean with you there because of the high pressure rate from Kansas City. I would kind of go in ascending A dot route here. That's Kittle's shorter A dot, Debo shorter, Ayuk has the longest. So if we're cherry picking, nitpicking, that's what we kind of got to do at this point. I'm with you. 
of course, fading Ayuk and Kelsey does not feel that comfortable. Here we are 10 days away from the game. <laughs> 10 days away from the game. And, and by the way, if you have not yet done so, uh, again, a, a friendly reminder, a friendly nudge, go ahead and hit the like button, subscribe, uh, click the bell, the whole deed. So you make sure that you're getting all of your fantasy football content that we're popping popping out here on the PFN Fantasy YouTube channel. Obviously, if you're listening via podcast, go ahead, subscribe, rate, review. A five-star review really helps us out. Soppy and I, though, we're going to continue to keep on writing. And that is going to, you can find all that stuff over at pfnfantasy.com. We're going to be coming out with our rankings, reactions, speculation, who knows, all of the above. I'm digging into the upcoming rookie class. It's going to be an exciting offseason here at Pro Football Network. Soppy, this has been a fun series the entire season. It's kind of sad. Like, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. Um, do you participate in Super Bowl squares? Uh, I imagine that you probably participate in all sorts of, you know, fun gambling things uh, regarding the Super Bowl because it's the last game we get for <laughs> like six months. Uh, but then on top of it, is there any like Super Bowl like tradition party that you tend tend to attend or anything like that? Uh, like, what's your Super Bowl tradition? It's funny. I run a squares pool because my wife's family has a foundation that they raise money for and it's 50 50 and for a good nice. cause all that good stuff i personally do not play in super bowl squares you want to know why because it's all luck I, I don't bet on the coin toss i don't play super bowl squares i stay in my lane things that i can run numbers on things that i can bet on i will be financially invested don't you uh, don't you worry about that but uh, as far as super bowl sunday and what it looks like here it used to be on my birthday a long time ago, the Super Bowl was a little bit earlier, and me and my friends would have a Super Bowl and go bowling for like three hours ahead of the game, come home. So I missed that. When I, anytime I'm back in town, we're going to have to pull that off again. But for me, no, it's, it's quiet here. We live away from our most of our family and stuff, so it's pretty quiet on the home front. I've got degenerate friends texting me bets throughout the day, so that's a <laughs> tradition like none other, not quite the masters, but that's what the Safi household looks like on Super Sunday. How about you? Yeah, it's a lot of food. It is a okay. lot of food. And there is there squares are involved. You want a little bit of luck. I generally get suckered into on the spot, not even on an app, on the spot, talking about like the length of the national anthem, whether sure. it goes over or under. And I I'm on a cold streak of four straight years losing the Ooh. national anthem. I, I, I'm rough, man. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe and I'll get some research on it for you. Yeah, I need some help. <laughs> I don't want to join the long list of people that are texting you asking for bets. Hey, um, bring it. You got my I number may, for a reason. I may need your help. I may need your help. I need to snap the streak. But uh, Buffalo chicken dip. Um, at some point in the third quarter, I just dig into whatever dips are remaining. And sure. Buffalo chicken dip is the one that that does me in every single time. I think the third quarter is a sharp play there too because you let everybody else get what they had. Now it's time that you can dominate things because you don't have to worry about people waiting for leftovers. <laughs> if you're going after it hard in the first six minutes of the game, you might get a side eye from you know Uncle George in the corner there. But in the third quarter, I think you're looking okay. I think you can pull that off. Yeah, and the clear. What like you, someone's got to vacuum that stuff up because most of it you're not, not going to. You're not going to save dip. You're not going to oh. save chips. Like that, th those are things that, you know, they're getting tossed. So at that point, everybody has already kind of sifted through everything. The halftime show is over. If there's any food remaining, it's fair. It's fair game. Oh, yeah. It, it's, so. You're doing you're really doing the host a favor. I mean, really, you're you're the good guy at the party. Yeah, but then I but then I don't move from where I've wherever where, whenever I get done with that, sure. that third quarter feast, 
that's where I generally end up until the very end of the game. And speaking of which, we've come to the very end of our final episode for the DFS podcast here on the PFN Fantasy YouTube channel. Uh, it has been a fantastic season. Derek Tate, Kyle Sapi, we've been you know running all these down for the entire season. So thank you for all the support. It's been a lot of fun. Until next season, everybody. You know, that's Kyle Sapi. I almost uh, here I am rambling on. I don't want it to end, Sapi. I know. It's been so I know. Fun. I'm with you. It's been so much fun. But all good things must come to an end. So until next time, everybody. Later, says the tater.